Hi and welcome to this week's video or podcast depending on how you are consuming this content. This week's subject is vitally important if you want to grow your business and have lots of fun. And if you're an investor, it's equally important for the same reasons, except you're not going to be growing your business, but you will be growing your assets to provide a greater financial return. It's all about your highest dollar productive activities or your highest dollar productive or being in your highest dollar productive zone. So let me explain what that means before we get into this video and podcast. Your highest dollar productive activities are the activities that you do as an investor or as a business owner that put you in your greatest strength or give you the greatest dollar return for every hour worked. Now, often those things coincide, meaning when you're working in your highest dollar productive activities, you're working in your strengths and you're working in your gifts. And as you work in your gifts and strengths, that's where you create or make the highest dollar return for every hour working in those strengths or gifts. Most business owners don't do that. They're not working in their highest dollar productive activities for eight hours of a working day or even four hours of a working day. And it undermines them on many levels. First of all, it reduces the profit the business can make. We'll talk about that in a second. And secondly, you will be working in areas or undertaking activities that take you out of your gifts and strengths. You will be working in areas that you're not particularly gifted and strong at, and that will cause you stress. So to sort of wrap an example around what I've just explained, I'm going to use myself. So I love communicating. I love teaching. I love working with clients. And according to people, that's what I am gifted at. So as an example, if I have to get up on stage and present to a large group of people, I'm excited by that. I love doing that. And my ability to communicate, my ability to share stories, metaphors, make it entertaining, typically make it fun for an audience. At the same time, every hour spent for me presenting on stage, as an example, also produces really good quality financial returns for me. So I'm having fun doing what I love and make the most money when I stay doing those highest dollar productive activities. They're my highest dollar productive activities. And the most important thing I think is that I have a sense of purpose when I do those things because they belong to my gift, my gifts and strengths. So I feel meaningful when I do that as well. And it gives me the greatest impact from a client's perspective using those gifts to impart knowledge. So you can see many, many benefits, not just financially. 
Now, typically, what you want to have happen within your organization is for everybody to be in doing their highest dollar productive activities. So as an example, I just talked to Paula, who's one of my assistants, and Paula told me that she loves pretty much everything she does apart from this one activity. So as a result of that conversation, I'm employing someone else to take that activity away from her and all other activities she loves doing. So again, similar thing. She loves what she's doing. She's feeling fulfilled doing it. She enjoys it so her energy stays high. And because she enjoys doing it, she's, she's not shutting down, getting bored. She's enthusiastic. And she tends to be good at those things because she loves it and enjoys them, has a natural curiosity and interest in those activities. So when we start to create organizations based on having one of their highest dollar productive activities, we start to create productive efficiencies within a business that just don't happen when people, uh, you know, when business owners are running businesses and don't have an understanding of the importance of having run their highest dollar productive activity. Now, to have everyone on your team working their highest dollar productive activity, you have to understand uh, psychometric profiling because all the jobs that Paula does, as an example, uh, are jobs that I just wouldn't enjoy. They would drive me nutty if I did them because we're all different. And if she had to get up on stage and speak, she wouldn't sleep for a week before she did that. And her personality wouldn't lend herself to doing that job that well. But because, of course, we teach psychometric profiling, we understand what our different gifts and strengths are and what our weaknesses are. So we are able to put everyone on our, in, in our team into roles that they absolutely love. Um, and those roles that they love um, become, are really efficient or there's efficiencies created because of the strength that they bring to those roles. Now, if you wanna know a little bit more about how you tick, what your strengths and gifts are, which usually, as I said, coincide with your highest productive, uh, your highest financial return on every hour spent. We'll talk about more about that in a second. Just go to businessdnaindicator.com, which is our psychometric profiling system. You can give it to your staff, your team, business partners. And as a result of doing that, you'll have some clarity about what each individual on your team's natural strengths and weaknesses are. So you can ensure that they're in the right roles to suit their strengths. We're just going to take this sideways for a second so everyone's going to really understand what we've just been through. If everyone's working their gifts and strengths, um, there's going to be operational efficiencies because when we're working our gifts and strengths, we tend to be good at those things, love it, and bring enthusiasm to it. The other thing we want to look at when we look at highest dollar productive activities is that when you look at your business, there are, you know, probably a hundred different activities that have to be done during the week. And all of those activities are actually really important to make sure that your business runs. 
However, from the perspective of financial return, not all activities are equal. So as an example, bookkeeping has to be done. Um, uh, processes that allow, allow decent administration have to, be, have to be done. Those things are typically costs to the business, as an example. So they don't make money, they're, they're, they're costs to the business, they're expenses. So if you're an unaware business owner, and we'll just use the worst case example here, and you don't understand your strengths and your gifts, and you don't know a lot about building a business or building a team based on gifts and strengths, you'll tend to come into business and you'll see all these activities and you know that they're all important. And you yourself or you and your small team might try and do all these activities because they've got to be done. And they do have to be done. This is really important to understand. They do have to be done. However, if that's where you, if that's the mindset you bring to all those activities, you're in trouble. And I'll show you why. There are only two activities in business that actually make money. They're marketing and sales. So, when we're working with our clients to increase their cash flow, we will always be urging them to spend more time marketing and selling. And by the way, if your marketing is really, really good, you spend less time selling. If your marketing is not so great, you'll spend more time selling. So people will be interested, uh, but you're now going to take them through a trust cycle, where if your marketing takes them through a trust cycle, then the selling process is less. Maybe we'll use that in another podcast anyway. So a case in point, right? We'll just go back to that early example. If the business owner is, as I said, looks at all activities, they've all got to be done. What they'll typically do is they might only spend four hours a week marketing or five hours a week marketing. And let's just imagine that every hour that you spend marketing uh, produces, you know, a thousand dollars per hour return. And depending on your business and where it's at, um, it could be greater or less than that. But you'll understand the key principle. The more time you spend marketing, the greater the financial return. And of course, you should automate marketing processes so that the marketing can happen without you. But regardless, even if you're automating marketing, um, that's time spent on marketing and that time will produce greater financial return. So we're just starting with principle. Marketing and selling activities in a business would fall into the highest dollar productive activities within that business because of their financial return. You may not love marketing, if you don't love marketing and you're the business owner, then to ensure that marketing's happening for at least, you know, for, for increased numbers of hours, because remember what we just said, that's the highest dollar productive activity. You want to be doing you want to be marketing 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. If it's automated, it's just happening. Because that provides the greatest financial return. So if you don't like the marketing, then you have to employ someone that loves marketing and is good at marketing, and you've got to ensure that 
they're not taken into other activities that take them out of that core role of developing your marketing systems. Okay, really important to understand. So you would get someone that is in their high loss productive activity, meaning it's in line with their strengths and, and gifts in that marketing role. Ensuring that they don't get sidetracked into other roles. Now, if you do that, what that means is you're going to develop a marketing machine that's creating a really good financial return. And your highest dollar productive activity might be building the team. Okay? Now, building your team, managing your team, putting in systems might fit in with your core activities. So we can also say that building a team would be considered a, high, a really high dollar productive activity for a business. Um, Usually there's not the immediate return on that, but it's still, if you look at it over time, what you're doing is each hour that you spend recruiting the right team members, training and putting systems in so your business runs efficiently, the short to mid to long-term payoff of that in regards to capital growth and the business, et cetera, is exponential. So it's an activity which would fall into that as high to highest dollar productive zone for a business. So you can see, Admin, yes, important. Bookkeeping, yes, important. All sorts of other processes in the business are important. But if you spend all your time doing them and you're not spending the majority of your time or freeing up so that someone else is spending the majority of their time running the marketing and, and you don't have time to recruit and build and manage and develop your team and its culture, you're in trouble because you're spending all this time in activities that can't grow the business fast or effectively. So you'll tend to run into cash flow problems. You'll tend to, to burn out. You won't feel happy because typically if you're the person who's trying to do all those activities, you won't be efficient at them all because you know, you're rushing to do the newsletter then you're off to do some admin work and then you're trying to deal with clients. None of those things create operational efficiencies. So I hope you get this is why it's such an important subject. Now, see, we're working with clients all the time. And so when we go into their businesses, we're looking at where their time spent. And the moment that you start to analyze where time spent based on the person's psychometric profile, you'll start to see, well, geez, 30 hours of, of the week, they're working outside of their, their, their gifts and strengths. You start to see a whole team doing that. Again, trouble from the perspective of how that person feels. They'll feel burnt out. They'll feel stressed. They won't be enjoying their jobs. There won't be operational efficiencies because they're working outside of their strengths. And also, the dollar return for most of what those individuals are doing will be low. So we train the business owner to think about highest dollar productive activities, start to teach them about psychometric profiling so they can understand where their staff should be. And then this will bring us to the, what we call the real blocks to being in your highest dollar productive zones and activities, and that is delegation. The moment a business owner goes, oh, okay, I can see the need to uh, delegate all this work that I've been doing for years to someone else, and maybe I've got to delegate uh, one of my key staff, you know, like 30 hours of their work to someone else. So I can be in my highest level of productive activity and my key staff can be in their highest level of productive activity. 
the business owner will tend to have triggered patterns at that point, usually around money. Um, so two things typically come up, they go, oh my God, but I can't afford it. Because if you have been running a business where everyone's not in their highest dollar productive zone, as I've quite rightly pointed out, you'll spend a lot of time doing all sorts of activities that don't have a, a vast financial return, a great financial return. And so cash flow can be poor. So they go, no, I, I can't delegate. I don't have the money. And of course, you've got to have some capital if you're going to do this or find the cash somehow. But there's a real key principle here. So as an example, just bring it back to me. If, if I spend, say, three hours a week marketing because I'm doing the books, I'm doing the administration, um, I'm writing the newsletter, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all those other activities, um, dealing with clients, then that three hours a week is the only three hours that I'm actually involved in a real money-making activity. Remember I said marketing is a money-making activity. So if I can free up eight hours or 20 hours or 30 hours to just be in my marketing activities, then I'm going to make so much money by freeing up that time to be in the highest dollar productive activity that I can now afford to pay those people that I am now delegating those low dollar productive activities to. So we can even use another example here just to really ground this out. As I said before, if every hour spent marketing it returns $1,000. If I spend 30 hours marketing, that is $30,000 return. Now, if all the jobs that I have been doing that have kept me out of that highest dollar productive activity zone for, you know, I'd like to be working 30, if I'm only doing the three hours, and I'm doing all these other jobs because I think I'm saving myself like $30 an hour, $35, $40 an hour, you'll get this. Then the moment, well, if I can start to think that actually every time I do this job, thinking I'm saving myself $35 an hour, so let's just use bookkeeping as an example, I almost feel like pulling my hair out, by the way, when I talk to business owners that are doing their bookkeeping and they think they're saving money. Okay, so every time, if I can start to think as a business owner, every time I do this activity, I think I'm saving myself $35 an hour, but in reality, it's actually costing me because if I'd taken that hour that I try to save $35, so I don't have to pay someone else, and I spent that hour marketing, if that hour marketing returns $1,000 or $500, we'll even decrease it. Really, we'll just bring down $500. Every time I uh, do something that I would pay someone else $35 to do, that $500 return per hour for marketing, well, each hour I worked in those $35 jobs, it cost me $465. I hope you understand that. So, in, in delegating low dollar productive activities, allowing us to be in a high dollar productive activities, the financial return more than enough pays for the people that we are delegating to. 
And same with when we start to work with our entire team, we're freeing up our teams so that they can stay on their highest dollar productive activities, separating and, and passing on the low dollar productive activities to people that you will bring on contractors or staff. And when you free it up, that person is now being able to bring in more money to the business. The other blockage to working your highest dollar productive activity um, or setting a team up to work in the highest dollar productive activities is, uh, is a work ethic. For years, we called it the dumb Jane uh, pattern and no disrespect to any Janes out there. Um, dumb Jane sort of worked in this way. And we got this when we would do a lot of consulting for the selling industry. Uh, we'd be working with a business owner and, and they'd grown up in certain environments where they were just programmed to work really hard, not work smart, which is what happens for most people in the, in the working, in the middle and working class. They're programmed to work hard more than, more than smart. There's a reason for that. If, if you're an employee, you get validated for working really hard and doing your job really well. You don't get validated for taking time out to think strategically unless you're in specific roles. So if you come from that worker mindset, when you come into business, you know, at the end of the day, you've done all this work, you go home feeling proud that you've worked really hard. Yes, there are people like that. They feel so good, but they're the type of people that will be doing low dollar productive activities day in, day out, because they've been brought up to be a workhorse and just do those things. They don't think about working smart, delegating, working in the highest dollar productive zone. So typically, again, when we introduce this to business owners, we will face the money block, but it's going to cost me money to delegate when it's not, because as I said, once you're freed up to work in your highest dollar productive zone, you make more, way more, and then you can pay uh, people that are now taking those low dollar productive activities off you. Second one, of course, as I've just said, is work ethic. Somehow people feel guilty, like they should do it themselves. Um, because that's how they're being programmed. So they're typically the two things that we deal with with clients when we're trying to shift their thinking and then uh, bring into their business uh, implementation of having one of their highest dollar productive activities in zone. To, to me, to be honest, this is one of the most important things that you can learn as a business owner um, because you can't grow a business without mastering this and having it at the forefront of your mind almost all the time. So it's really good to constantly uh, monitor. Uh, we give our clients uh, uh, these timesheets and for every 15 minutes, they've got to write down what they've done, what they've done, what they've done, have a lunch break, then they've got to write down every 15 minutes what they've done, what they've done. And then we go through that and we look at what's well, that in your highest dollar productive zone? Is that in your highest dollar productive zone? And that starts to give us a really good idea about where we're spending our time and it starts to help create clarity around what tasks need to be delegated. Anyway, I hope that helps you. Um, and uh, until next time, bye-bye. Oh, one thing. Uh, we've just developed a new weekly subscription program. I'm really proud of it. I'm actually really excited. We're kicking that off tonight. Um, which is Wednesday night, you'll probably get this before our first night. And every week in this new program called Perry's Oasis, it's called Oasis because it's a safe way to explore things that people don't normally explore or even talk about. We get together and I work with people. I use my people reading abilities, my intuitive abilities to uh, identify 
uh, our clients or the members of that Perry's Oasis is uh, undermining patterns, the thinking structures that are stopping them from going to the next level in business or the next level as an investor. It's a really good group. There's a 30-day free trial. And then it's $12.50 a week um, and no locked-in contracts. So you can just get out or cancel at any time. But it's a really good thing for people to be involved with because if you're not aware of what I do outside of strategy work, it's very unique because uh, I and my coaches have the ability to read unconscious patterns and really see what the blocks are the, these are the mental blocks that exist on an unconscious level that stop uh, people from going to the next level in wealth creation, business, or investing. So check it out. It's no risk, as I said, 30-day 30, 30 free trial. But I'd love to see you on board. Uh, anyway, till next week's video or podcast, goodbye. Have a great week. See ya.